and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the Welcome to episode 107 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, it's a new era in all elite wrestling. Allegedly. It is. It's a so I know we're going to talk about that and everything, but I just want to right off the rip just say uh, I, I have some curling on in the in the background and the other monitor while we're doing this, and uh, I was like, why is USA playing Denver? And then I realized that DEN is Denmark. And that's that's where I'm at. That's how I'm feeling. All right. I guess we got a, we got a bunch of shit to talk about here tonight. Yeah. Um, I got some adrenaline in my soul, Jeffrey. But unfortunately, AEW uh, is missing some of theirs. So immediately uh, pour one out. Drop an F in the chat. Um, I guess great news for those of our listeners that are really sick of hearing me talk about Cody Rhodes all the time. Because he I, I, is, I am heartbroken, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, most of all, is, is the most disappointed about this turn of events. So, yeah, let's get to this right away before we uh, get into tonight's Dynamite. We haven't really discussed this yet. Cody Rhodes no longer a part of AEW. They parted ways. Allegedly. I, I'm still skeptical. Okay, I let's am stop, so stop, 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 stop. Okay, all right, like, ball, don't. Ball. Ball. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, look, wrestling fans will talk themselves into things like being a work like a lot. And I think more than like, I mean, it comes with the, with the territory of, you know, wrestling being what it is. Yeah, so like more it, than it, a lot of other fandoms has, will talk themselves into a lot of stuff. Wrestling has uh, a certain level of baked in bullshit. So, you know, you yeah, have but to the, don't, everything. But don't be ridiculous. It's it's it is what it is. Uh expected to be filming uh vignettes for wwe as early as this weekend so uh that's it's pretty much that signed sealed and delivered makes a lot of sense for me if you really take the long view of it i know there's been nothing but incensed cody takes over the last couple of days and obviously i have a lot of thoughts about cody that i give here um we'll see kind of how it develops for me I think it's the right thing for everybody involved. Uh, as sad as I am to see Cody Rhodes go and not be on the program that I watch every week. Um, it, he did hit a creative wall here, right? Like that was the biggest complaint is oh, where yeah. else does Cody go? There were really a lot of other places for Cody to go. And, you know, Cody and knowing what I know about Cody and the way he views sort of his career and the way he wants to uh, sort of uh, have his sort of legacy looked at, uh, he wants to walk that dusty path, right? Like he wants to kind of be as close to the footsteps of his father as he can. And this is a this is a Rhodes ass move. This makes sense to me because this is something a Rhodes would do. Uh, when the opportunity presents itself, I'm sure you know uh, he didn't expect 
he and AEW to be as far apart as they were contractually. But when it happened, uh, I think he took that opportunity. And I think Tony Khan took that opportunity to say, you know, AEW is bigger than Cody Rhodes now. AEW is something different. We can move on. And Cody can move on right now knowing that he's planted the seeds and he's really accomplished everything he wanted to do over the last three years in AEW, right? Yeah. Like, let's look at the list of achievements. What did Cody want to do? And what was Cody's mission statement? Like, starting off and setting up into AEW. No, I I agree. He he did achieve a lot. Um, I, among other things, having one of the worst possible matches I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry, that revolution. Which one? Uh, versus MJF at Revolution. I thought that match was the drizzling shits. Oh yeah, I mean, all right. and, but wasn't too bad. But okay, but I, I mean, in, in all there's... seriousness, in all seriousness, though, there was he was actually part of some good moments too, like. Both of the like the best moment and the best match in AEW's history to date. Which one are you thinking? Which Cody one? versus Dustin. It's their best match. That's that's the one. Well, I know there's a lot no, of stuff. We can say, start debating. I was there's say, some arguable stuff the here and there, Lee but that's matches. the one, man. That's not saying, changing for me. Well, I was gonna say both of the Brody Lee matches. Those are great, but no, Cody versus Dustin is AEW's best match. Uh, you know, if you want to talk uh either um you know uh, uh Mox Danielson match or Hangman Danielson, uh or Kenny uh, Danielson, <laughs> any multitude of Brian Danielson matches, uh, you I, could I, uh, I, I you could debate me as, on it. I was going to go as far as to say either of the Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks uh, tag matches at all. The 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 uh, cage one is up there, but it's number one with a bullet. Still, Cody Dustin to me. Um, Cody brought in all the people that we wanted to see. Eddie Kingston, who had one of the biggest reactions of the night. Uh, was welcome to AEW and brought to AEW through Cody Rhodes. Uh, Malachi Black brought in through Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes uh, accomplished everything he set out to do, right? He put AEW in a position to succeed without him. And he did this. And I think, you know, that's uh, ultimately a good thing. I think he's going to be fine in WWE for a couple of years. I don't expect it to last like particularly long. I don't expect it to be particularly successful, but I think Cody knows that. I think Cody knows that he can go to WWE. He can do whatever the hell that they have him do over there. Uh, and he'll come back to AEW, a bigger star, no matter what. And he'll have AEW fans clamoring for his return the way he always really wanted them to. Uh, you know, you can get off TV or you can take a step back sometimes or whatever, but sometimes you really got to go. Uh, and I think this is going to work out for him career-wise. Cody wants to retire by 40, right? He's always said that. He's he said, he's mentioned it multiple times. So he's, what, 35, 36 right now? So let's say, let's make it five years. Two years in WWE, another little foray or tryst into some independent wrestling, some super booking, maybe some Japan stuff, and then come back for another year or two in AEW to finish it out, right? I mean, it, 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 it's an idea, yeah. Um, overall, I, I think maybe, as you said, the, the long-term effects would be that the, the talents he brought in versus a lot of the actual in-ring work, although you say that he had the greatest match in AEW history. I'm not going to agree with that particular match, though it was very good. It was a very good match. Um, I think ultimately... It's my favorite match ever. It's my number one favorite match of all time of all wrestling. 
Okay, well, you know, <laughs> you'll have that's, that. That's 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 my favorite match. Oh, yeah. So that that one's you're never going to talk me out of that one. Well, um, okay. And you know, well, a lot of other good stuff. And we talked about like they talked about Wardlow in a cage, and I'm surprised that CM Punk didn't mention Wardlow being experienced in a cage because he had that phenomenal cage match with Cody. Well, you know, what was that about well, a year I, and a half ago? Well, you know, I'm going to bring that up uh, as well um, for a different reason, but also, um, you know, ultimately, yeah, I think. Ultimately, people were just tired of seeing him in, in one I way think, or another. And you know what? You can't. I don't blame think him. as many people as you think. I think the the Cody detractors are just more vocal. Um, but I think Cody's uh, reaction or Cody's reception among the AEW fandom as a whole is pretty split. There's more Cody fans out there than you think. Yeah. Now, I also don't think that like some of the 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 cringe takes I saw online yesterday not today because I wasn't online today for the most part for for a multitude of reasons but um like you know saying that this is the beginning of the end of AEW no I don't think it is because I love that that's one of my favorites yeah I I don't really think it is because I've also said that the the collective members of the elite are often the worst parts of 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 of, a, of your average episode of dynamite. So, now you know, there are of course exceptions to that rule, but um you know, I I I honestly I think AEW has actually grown beyond the the founding elite members to be quite They honest. absolutely have and they should and that should have always been the plan and I think for the Bucks and Cody specifically that always was the plan. Now Kenny Omega that's a little bit different because Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. He's a top star and still has a lot of top star in him and views himself that way. And I think the Bucks and Cody view Kenny that way too. So I think, yeah, for the, for that, and you see, we'll, we'll get to the Bucks, their role, but they're sort of playing that role again. And we're going to, I think, see them uh, uh, do that again here in the near future. And we'll get to that segment in a little bit here, but overall um, I'm sad to see Cody go, but I understand why I think he will initially have a lot of success, and then he'll end up where everyone else in WWE ends up uh, miserable again and uh, wanting to leave. So whatever his contract is for, I'm sure he'll wrestle that one out and he'll be gone again because WWE sucks and makes everybody sad to work there, uh, it seems like. So he, while he may initially be – and he won't be working with Brandy anymore, so Brandy not going there. Uh, she actually uh, signed with GCW. So she's going to be uh, wrestling Nick. Yeah, oh, no, Brandy's shit. wrestling Nick Gage. Uh, yeah, it's Brandy uh, in a handicap match against the hate club. She's going to take on Tremont and Gage by herself. Oh, fuck uh, off. <laughs> <Get out of laughs> here. But no, I mean, he's, it's, it's going to be different for him. He's going to get back there. It's going to be a lot different for him. Uh, and I think within I, I think it's only going to take months. But within a year, I think he'll be ready to get out of there. And I think the fans will be ready to see him somewhere else already. But overall, it's this is another notch in Cody's legacy. If there's one thing that I want to see out of Cody while he's in WWE, I'd like to see him uh, win that Dusty Rhodes Classic. I think that's uh, something he's probably got his eye on, and I hope that happens while he's there. Other than that, but whatever. Is it, isn't that a tag team competition? Yes, it is. Give him a tag team partner. There's okay. plenty of guys all over right, there. Right. I, I, I will give credit for one thing as far as storyline continuity with Cody Rhodes is that he never did actually challenge for the world title ever again. No, he didn't. And, no, he didn't. And uh, well, course, I, but I but do also, expect him to get a belt, but also in, in WWE. But also, they created a title for him. So, <laughs> you know. well, no, because I mean that I don't. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people uh, think that, but I think the idea was always to have a TV t- belt. But like 
when you start strategizing, well, who's going to be the first champion? I think the obvious answer was Cody the whole time. And that's just the way it was. Like Cody was always going to be the guy oh, to they, bring they, your TV belt to prominence. Oh, they, they, uh, they created you had that, to ha- uh, they, they created that title for Cody. Like they created the IWGP US title for Kenny Omega. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that's probably something they always had in the works. Uh, but again, that, that was always the natural first champion. It just fit too well. And that's probably why it's easy to make that relation. Well, I, I think we'll just see in the coming weeks, because again, I, I don't think I'm going to miss him anywhere near as much as you are. Uh, well, I I, a lot of people aren't going to miss him near as yeah, much as me. That's a, you know, a tough comparison, Jeff, but I mean, overall, I mean, are we going to see if d- does the overall quality of the, of the show go down? I don't no, know. Of course not. I um, don't know. probably well, not. I say know? that initially, but. Then again, Cody's influence is felt in a lot of places. Uh, he has a lot of respect from a lot of people that do a lot of other stuff. Like he put Sean Dean in the position that's, you know, uh, where he is now in charge of extras. Uh, you know, he he put a lot of guys and moved around a lot of pieces. Uh, he, he hadn't been uh, doing any booking as of late. So uh, the booking isn't going to change because Tony Khan's been head of creative for a while. But his influence was felt in a lot of places. A lot of people looked up to him. He mentored a lot of folks. So his presence not being felt, will that change stuff? Yeah, I guess we'll see. I hope not, man. Uh, things seem to be going pretty well right now. I mean, I, I, I almost guarantee you that the, the Nightmare family's TV time is that that's it. They're done. And we probably won't see a whole lot of either Dustin or Arn Anderson again. Mm, I don't think so. Dustin, remember, Dustin's the head coach for the women there, too. Um, as far as, yeah, storyline stuff, maybe less, maybe whatever. But Dustin says he likes staying there, I think. Dustin resigned recently. So uh yeah, Dustin's going he, Dustin isn't going anywhere. But yeah, I probably won't see him feature prominently. Uh I think they like a lot of those young nightmare factory talents. But yeah, hey, if this means no more QT Marshall on TV, fine by me. Get him out of there. All right. Bye bye. Well, well, with that in mind, we we we've already blown nearly 15 minutes discussing this. So let's go live to the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, oddly enough, for this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. And we start right off with uh, Cold Open, CM Punk kneeling in the ring. or uh, sit, Excuse me, not kneeling, but you know, sitting cross-legged. Cross-legged, um, in a style that is now problematic to say. Uh, yeah, well, right. Um Crisscross applesauce. How about that? Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> uh, shout out to my son, Liam, who said that earlier today. So that's why the phrase is in my mind. Uh, and he brings up the old catchphrase from way back. Yeah, when. he talks about how uh, drugs are bad. Okay. But uh, yeah, long story short, we, we, we get a, a promo, which again, a, as established last week, I'm not usually a fan of promos to start a an episode yeah, of Dynamite. Yeah, I was a little, uh, you know, starting off with CM Punk is always, you know, like that's going to get a nice reaction. I like the method in which they presented this, like without the entrances first. We started, you know, that cold open style with CM Punk right there in the ring. But, yeah, two weeks in a row opening with the talkie-talkie. And, uh, you know, that's, it's all, <sighs> dare I say it, these last few weeks have felt a bit New Yorky. Yeah. Um, a little New Yorky. All that being said, all that being said, we did finally get, you know, we, we got CM Punk declaring when and where the, now he did go through like a whole bunch of material about the matches. He's about matches. He's been in and matches. He's won and matches. He's lost and the lessons he's learned 
All this being said, in referencing Piper in Portland, uh, we will have at Revolution on Sunday, March the 6th, which is unfortunate because I thought that AEW was going back to Saturday pay-per-views on the, you know. I thought they were doing Saturdays um, on the non-holiday weekends. Yeah, well, this is not a no, holiday weekend and we're not, running a Sunday. So. Yeah, uh, well, well. Okay. So my, all right, RIP me at work the next day. Um, I guess so. At Revolution in Orlando, we will have CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match, which dog collar match. Oh, this yes. was uh horny. <laughs> oh yeah. CM Punk asked MJF to be his Valentine, pulls out the spiky, spiky dog collary boy, calls out MJF. MJF Play, plays a little bit out of, there. Plays a little bit of master and servant and strange love, all by Depeche yep. Mode, you know. <laughs> uh quotes uh quotes M. Bison from the Street Fighter film. Uh <laughs> That's the thing that happened. And then uh, MJF uh, choked like B-Rabbit in the beginning of 8 Mile. You know what? You know what? What? That was actually the best MJF promo ever. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. I am being, I am being 100% sincere on this, and I'll tell you why. You know why? Because everything about that was all in his facial expressions. Well, the, he's a good actor. The theater kid had to act in this promo. He's a good actor, and he's one of their best acting wrestlers it, and has been, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was perfect. No, I, I am being genuinely sincere about this. This is one of the best moments of MJF's career in AEW. Well, and and I and fitting that he did choke like B-Rabbit because also like Eminem, MJF is in fact a quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag who's goaded with the sauce. Uh, that's definitely true about MJF. <laughs> Um, also certain for a certainty, MJF is winning this match now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Eight mile theory. If you choke at the beginning, you got to come back at the end and conquer your foes. Yeah, but he's the chicken shit heel and CM Punk already is the one who chose. No, maybe I think a lot of people might've looked at, looked at Jimmy B rabbit as the heel too, until he redeemed himself, uh, in the shelter at the end of the movie. Folks, watch Eight Mile. You, you could make that argument. I'm not going to make that argument because, yeah. Well, anyway, we're, we're moving on. Uh, we then get we transition from that into a video uh, package recap of uh, Brian Danielson with John Moxley and Tiger Style Lee Moriarty leading into all caps, no spaces. That's right, as uh, referenced by Excalibur. Make that's, sure to remember that. That's right. Uh, we then get, uh, when we come back from commercial, we get, uh, Jurassic Express and Christian talking about how there's going to be a three-way tag title match at Revolution and the opponents will be determined by uh, two. Well, first of all, I wasn't sure that it was going to be a wrestling match the way Jungle Boy was talking about it. Ooh, this was a horny show, man. <laughs> Everybody was so horny. I think a lot of the roster just needs to get laid. Like, I mean, chill it, out. Was, it, it was Valentine's week, but you know, that's true. That's true. Maybe that's why everyone was extra horned. Yeah, it, you know, it could be. And, you know, they got that Nashville hot chicken, which uh, I'll uh, be referencing again later. Yeah, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that one because I, I, I got some issue with 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 a, a platinum reference to Nashville hot chicken. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. So the next two dynamites, there will be uh, battle royales of different flavors deter- to determine the two tag teams that will face Jurassic Express at Revolution. So, uh, OK. 
It's going to be a busy episode of Dynamite next week. Oh, boy. That's a lot of guys. It's going to be a lot of guys in the ring next week. Oh, boy. Uh, so our, many guys. Our first match of the evening, uh, Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. And uh, special ringside guest, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was... Uh, she had a little time off from yelling about the national deficit or whatever those neocons still do uh, to who fucking uh, oh, no. is she come a show up and watch some wrestling. Oh, oh, no. Is she a neocon now? Yeah, she's like a weird neocon Are type you kid- of... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not Sabrina. Yeah. Wait, yep. was she Sabrina? Yep. Yeah, she Clarissa Sabrina. explains immigration reform. Oh, no. God <laughs> damn it. Well, you know what? Oh, Jesus. Well, never mind. I'm going to scratch out everything I had written down. Then. Um, this it's match- very funny that like uh, uh, she ended up like her uh, dipshit bro- uh, brother's character from Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah, uh, well, Ferguson. Yeah, who named his cat William F. Buckley. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, don't you, you don't you don't get those jokes when you're like as a kid. Then you grow up and you go, oh, oh. No. like all. Well, yeah, for my generation, it would have been all the Alex P. Keaton. Richard Nixon, uh, yeah, yeah, loving from Family Ties, and then you know you realize Michael J. Fox isn't really like that because one no. thing he's Canadian, so you know. well most m- most of those like characters are like Hollywood liberals like satirizing like those uh, those dummies. Well, yeah. Uh so one thing Chris had to point out in the group chat uh, during the picture in picture when uh, Danielson was laying in the chops to uh, to Moriarty, uh, apparently Danielson was screaming violence after that. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. God, that rocks. Got that. This was a th- this was a fun strikey strikey match. Oh um, goodness me, Lee Moriarty, very very smooth man. Oh man, yeah, you know, I, I I swear I think that there's gonna be like it, it, we're gonna get like a, a American Dragon Goon or something, and and Lee Moriarty. <laughs> this was kind of what I was thinking with this match is like uh, my my kind of intrigue going into it was is Brian Danielson gonna like beat Lee into like actual submission, like beat him into like joining him, and that's kind of what I was thinking is like oh well he'll, is he gonna like be like Mega Man and just like beat these guys and like acquire their powers and like sort of take them with him. And just yeah. kind of like bring him along, like yeah. conquer his foes and be like, you work for me now. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, I was I was likening him to like, you know, Naruki Doi in Dragon Gate, who, who always, you know, who, who's a fucking snake. But, you know, he's always trying to form a new unit with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, certain criteria. Um, his latest unit being formed to try to get back the 90 percent women uh, attendance at Dragon Gate shows. Ah. I mean, the the criteria is pretty simple for Brian Daniels, and it's violence. Violence yeah. is the criteria. There you go. Uh, so, and, and I like that. So this match, definitely a little more violent than some of Lee's previous matches, definitely with that theme of it, but also some really slick chain wrestling, some really, really good groundwork. Uh, those like trading bridges and like uh, what what was that move where they both are upside down with their little legs like sort of crab locked together oh and they're trading, bo- the trading God, body what strikes? What the hell was that? I don't know what you what call it, but it was, was really, it? really awesome. Uh, I mean, I don't want to yeah. say that every week, but holy shit. It was really cool. Really fun one to pull out the bag of tricks. And Brian did pull out the bag of tricks. Uh, a new win for Brian. Gets the KO, but locks the submission in before it goes official. Mm-hmm. So Lee was like basically knocked out before the submission even got locked in. Yeah. And it was uh, sort of already out. 
Brian gets the win, grabs a mic, and uh, starts calling out Mox. He wants his answer for uh, his join me sort of situation. He wants his answer, and uh, we get Mox coming out. And I have a note that the path that Mox took uh, revealed a absolutely stellar jacket on the member of an on one of the crowd members, uh, purple sequins with orange stars on it. Oh, shout out purple sequin orange star jacket person. Yeah, that 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 jacket was fly. Shout out for having a cool jacket. We, was... we love wrestling day drip. Always wear your favorite fit. Wear a, a great fit. You don't just have to wear a wrestling t-shirt to wrestling. You can wear a wrestling t-shirt and then accessorize all around it. Have some fun. That's right. Uh, wear the good fits. You might be on camera, you know? Uh, I did like uh, Moxley's uh, promo, although the match in question he was talking about was actually in 2007, not 10 years ago, <laughs> what he was saying. But, you know. Close enough, whatever. Yes, it was 2007 uh, in Ohio. There is some evidence that uh, Mox might have beaten Brian once at, like, a TV taping or a house show or something, but um, cage match data, who knows? Yeah, who who can tell? Uh Anyway, I loved Mox's response, which was, yeah, you know what? You you, you got to beat me first, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think I like the way he said it even better. Uh, he said uh, he doesn't stand side by side with anybody he hasn't sh- shed blood with first. That's right. So, And uh, I love that. And uh, it sounds like uh, Brian and Mox are going to bleed probably at Revolution. Revolution is going to be a, a bloodbath the way this is Revolution's going. got a lot of real violent stuff going on. Yeah, it's shaping up to be one that's like grudge match heavy. I really like that. Yeah, th- th- this is uh, yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, we then get a uh, a video package. Keith Lee promo It's like, oh, yeah. Salutations and greetings, sirs. Oh, my goodness. He already started with pulling out his thesaurus and. Uh, finding a bunch of words to say. <laughs> How many words can Keith Lee find to say on these promos? Oh, folks, strap in. You're going to find out. Yeah, if you thought you Malachi like Black was. Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy, if you thought you had, you want some synonyms, we got them. Hey, We're going to find them for you. You know what? Let's do it. Our Excelsior. Uh, well, that was Stan Lee, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all that. Whatever. Keith Lee is just in a, uh, just all the dorks in one. He's just all the dork shit at once to me. And yet, he can whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah, but he's just dork shit speedrun. He's yeah. like, and that's, I love Keith Lee, but I am afraid, like, the wordy, dorky stuff, like, will get in his way, because I think it has before. Uh, so I hope that. Like, while it's good that he kind of gets the green light to wrestle the way he wants to, I think it's really important to find him a very focused character. Yeah, so I guess we're going to see in the weeks to come. Uh, Our second match of the evening, a Face of the Revolution qualifying match. Uh, Warlow versus Max Caster, and goddamn you, Max Caster, the Nashville Hot Chicken is actually that good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nashville Hot Chicken's pretty good. See, it worked because he's even got heat with people from out of town. So That's talk right. about an effective promo. Platinum Max continues to knock it out of the park. He has, I, was, I watched Dark and Elevation this week, and uh, he had some funny. He had three in two shows because on uh, Dark, both he and Bowens wrestled. So he came out and did two entrances and two promos, had a couple of funny things to say. Um, yeah, and this one, he definitely got the crowd going with the Nashville Hot Chicken diss and then the Titans diss, well, uh, and then the he Titans. called MJF Wardlow's bitch butt. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from Platinum Max. Again, Platinum Max also had a really good weekend. Um, 
the acclaimed wrestled Brian Cage and Casey Navarro at Warrior. Uh, they got the win, and uh, he roasted Brian Cage. So that was fun. You know, have you missed Brian Cage one bit on AEW programming? No, yeah, no nobody no. misses Brian Cage <laughs> ever. Nobody ever. Nobody misses, misses Brian. Brian. Well, I mean, Melissa Santos no, misses at least sh- one part of Brian Cage sometimes. No, God damn it! You had to go there, didn't you? You had to go uh, there. Did I have? You? Did I have to go into Yummy Penisville? Yes, I did. You I had to. Uh, That's right. You're 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 you're, you're losing yum, Yummy Penisville. It's a small village on your way to Flavor Town. Yeah, you, you're uh, losing two shows this week, brother. Let me tell you. <laughs> God damn. That's mean. Uh, it, it was. Uh, Max Caster. <laughs> Actually gets offense in this match. I yeah. was surprised. Another thing I think some people will be surprised about. I'm not because I watch a lot of Max Caster, but <laughs> stand like in a match with Warlow. I think this is the match where people realize like, oh, Max Caster is not a small guy. Max Caster is a pretty big dude because like, he does not look small next to Wardlow. He's huge. Yeah, you know that 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 much is true. But then again, Max Caster deceptively big guy. Uh, however, I, I had to point out. Diamond Dallas Page towers over Wardlow too. <laughs> well, Diamond Dallas Page also huge. Yeah, like that's he, the thing. Diamond Dallas Page is fucking huge. So, so like that's like another guy who like you don't realize how big he is until either he's next to someone like normal or you stand like close to him. Like the first time I stood by damn it, Diamond Dallas Page, I was like, oh, oh, oh shit, this guy's gigantic. <laughs> damn. And still, like he's sixty, he's still fucking huge. Uh, how's the weather up there, brother? But no, this was. I mean, uh, yeah, no. Max got a mic drop in. Uh, they got like well a, 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 times a, after where... hitting Warlord with a chain with the chain. But yeah, well, you know, you know, I can't do it. You know, you gotta, you gotta yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah, he's a yeah. big guy. Uh, but you know, I thought for a second like a cheat to win here like would make sense. Like there's some there's like a way you can do that, especially with the tension going on with the inner circle. Uh, to kind of help that along. Well, and it the pin- could have talked me into it. Well, in the pinnacle, you mean? And oh, the pinnacle, same thing. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, you know, do whatever. You know, the two sides of the same point. Um, um, Warlord does get the win, of course, with the powerbomb symphony. Uh, then Anthony Bowens attacks and he gets powerbombed. Then Sean Spears just kind of sat there and didn't do shit. I, I did like the uh, Sean Spears doing nothing for Wardlow the whole match and like waited until after everything was said and done to do anything. That was great. Like the, early on, there was a part where Bowens pulled Max out and like got him to safety, and Spears was just sitting right behind them and did nothing. It was just like I don't know, man. You're on your own. Go ahead, bro. Whatever. Uh, I think that stuff is great. Wardlow continues to seethe and sear, and we're just waiting for the lid to blow off that thing. Hell with the lid off, as MC nine hundred foot Jesus once said. Um, so here, here's a quick question: Do you think uh, the Pinnacle gets involved in that base of the Revolution ladder match in any way? The way Good or bad for been, Wardlow? The way things have been going, I don't think so. Okay, because now they're starting to treat Wardlow like I an see the chairman doing something. They, I could also see Warlow the, like the chairman afterthought. weaseling his way into this match. Well, that too. yeah, that's fair. That yeah, too. like I could see like the Sean Spears being the final entrant in this thing just to like really get get things going. But there. you know, at the same time, so far the both both uh, members of the Face of the Revolution ladder match so far are two really big guys. <laughs> Couple of big fellas, we like it. I like a meaty ladder match. And then uh, you know, we see the one that's coming up for Rampage with Dante Martin against Powerhouse Hobbs, and I'm wondering. <laughs> If we're going to see more meat, you know what? More meat. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's Uh, do it. We then go backstage with uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Ah, shit. 
You figure even now we're we're even doing video chat and we can't get coordinated on this shit. <laughs> DMD. Yeah. Uh Mercedes Martinez is there as well. Uh Dr. Britt. Mercedes Martinez is actually just uh, an apprentice right now, actually, but uh I'm sure she'll be licensed soon enough. Eventually, yeah. Uh she's just a dental assistant. Uh that right. Dr. Britt Baker is uh not too pleased with and demands demands victory tonight. And then um the guy from Cobra Kai shows up. Yeah, the Cobra Kai bad guy and he's all bad guy-ish. He's got a cool shirt. And uh, he says, uh, if, if they can't do it, you got to take her out. He says the, he, he says the thing. He said the thing. Yeah, I was thing. waiting for someone to sweep the leg. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. And that one we, we never got. Uh, we come back from commercial. We have uh, Adam Page getting interrupted by Adam Cole as uh, they all. EMD. Yeah, right. As they all um, talk to smack out of each, at each other. I was just, you know, kind of hoping at some point that Adam Page would again remind Adam Cole that they both went to New Japan and uh, only one of them got over and it was not Adam Cole. Well, yeah, he uh, he did not mention that specifically, but he did, uh, you know, say a lot of things that I think are on, you know, some fans mind and, you know, the sentiment that uh, in places they've gone, he's been looked at as the other Adam. Yeah, and, uh, well, and, and kind of bringing some of that stuff home. Uh, and I mean, you know, buddy, who's holding the belt? Yeah, who's exactly. the other Adam now, pal? Right, right, exactly. He he was the other. Yeah, Cole was the other Adam in New Japan. Trust me. And uh, yeah, so. he's the other Adam here. Yeah, right. Um, with that in mind, uh, they they seem to walk off. Uh, you know, kind of cordial, and then of course, Red Dragon attacks from behind. I knew it was coming, and I'm glad they held it off. Like I was expecting it while Cole was in the ring, waiting until he got out was just a nice little touch there. Yeah, uh, that actually brings out Dark Order for the first time on Dynamite since Paige won the belt. Um, with Preston Vance going absolutely apeshit. Yeah, he did uh, uh, some. He did the beat up the security guy spot. He did. He he kind of went buck wild in that in that there ring. So yeah, that's fun. So I don't know. We'll, we'll probably get some sort of Dark Order versus Elite big match again at some point prior to Revolution. Probably in the next couple of weeks. Sounds like next week's going to be a busy week. I wouldn't. Uh, also, it sounds um, maybe a couple of Dark Order tag teams in those battles royale uh, with Red Dragon and the Bucks. Very good in there. Very good use of the English language there. Battles royale. Yes. Oh yeah, you already know. Uh, so we're. Uh, I'm guessing like we'll probably get the Beaver Boys in one and the Smash Bros in the other or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We, Five and ten maybe as a team. Yeah, we we got to so. Uh, we then get a video package promo of uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen in preparation for EMD. No, wait, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> for tonight's main event. Uh, this leads into our third match of the evening Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santeno Ortiz. And before the match really begins, Eddie Kingston returns to our television, and I am happy. Hey! It's just nice to see. We're just glad to have him back. Yeah, that's right. The Judy's nuts in my mind. That's <laughs> I saw. Uh, so I, I mentioned this, but I watched Warrior Wrestling 19 over the weekend, and I saw at least two redeemed these nuts T-shirts in that crowd. Yeah. You know, the I, Catholic that, school crowd that, that makes it wasn't at the Catholic school. It was in Cicero. No, but it's run by a Catholic school. So like, well, the that's Warrior, true. Warrior Wrestling 
Warrior wrestling is always a Catholic school to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, except they will always be a Catholic school. Yeah. Except they were in Cicero this time, which, uh, I, you know what? I've been to that venue before. That's a, actually a good venue to watch wrestling. Cicero stadium is a Catholic church. If you bless it. Right. (laughs) Uh, you know what? I don't have much to say about the actual match. I mean, there were some nice spots in there, I, I guess. Um, I'm just more surprised that Chris Jericho did biz on on the TV. In this, uh, match. why would you be surprised by that? Chris Jericho's been doing biz on TV for three years. Well, okay, yeah, for people that they're trying to push above him, mostly. Yeah, and are Santana and Ortiz not like that's their Santana and Ortiz are like two of the most people they want to push above, and like the whole purpose of the inner circle is to elevate everybody around Chris Jericho. And uh, look, we, we talked about this before, but mission has been accomplished here. This is just the icing on the cake. What happens with Jake Hager, who gives a fuck? Sammy Guevara is the TNT champion, and people are clamming, clamoring for Santana and Ortiz to be, you know, move up and move on. So Jericho doing business for these guys specifically, uh, something that he cares about more than anything, I think. And he's talked about that himself. Like as far as putting these guys over, like these are the guys that he's there to put over. Um, I just figured Hager was going to, if either of them was going to be Hager that, that, uh, that does, did the job, but you know what? Good, good, good for Jericho. I think that I, I'll be real about this. I'm guessing Hager's not taking any pins because he has an MMA fight coming up. Mm. Wait, wait, which he's, got a prob- Bellator. he's not going to take any pins leading up to a Bellator fight. Like, wait, he's training for Bellator right now, which is probably, probably about as worked as anything he does in AEW. Oh, no, his, his, like, if you see the fucking tomato cans they put against him in Bellator, I would consider his AEW record to be more legitimate than his Bellator record. <laughs> tomato cans. I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, they get uh, paid to come in and uh, pop open and turn red. Wow. Okay. Uh, afterwards, uh, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston have a pull-apart brawl and... Uh, yeah, so I, I'm sure that pull ma- aparters. Yeah, I think that match is gonna be happening soon. I'm totally cool with it. I'm guessing it'll have some sort of stipulation to allow more violence, and I am really okay with uh, like Eddie Kingston and probably some sort of pain maker Jericho inflicting violence upon each other. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll do business for Eddie Kingston in this. <laughs> he'll absolutely do business for Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is one of his favorite wrestlers and favorite people. So uh, I'm very excited for the idea of what Chris Jericho is willing to do to, to make Eddie Kingston look good. I'm telling you, Revolution may be the biggest. I mean, you know, for, for all the disappointment we had of no death matches at uh, at uh, the world on GCW from Hammerstein. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. This might be. This is just all death, man. Yeah, this might just be. All, no. Yeah, we, we finally hit the all the AEW runs an all death match card. Yeah, this is now Alex Cologne's got the book since Cody left. <laughs> Hey, uh, shout out to Alex Cologne, by the way, because I was unaware of the tragedy that had befallen uh, Big Japan's uh, Masashi Takeda a couple weeks back. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I just heard about that. Yeah, his his wife suddenly passed away. Oh, um, yeah, that is terrible. Um, and Alex Cologne is um, running a uh, an auction in, in uh, for uh, Takeda, and uh, we've had you know uh, you know. People like you know Cologne, uh, Ricky Shane Page, Atticus Kogar, all giving merch. Um, that you can also um, there there. If you go to my my blog, strongstylestory.tumblr.com, um, the post I made on Sunday, uh, it, it's a very long post. It turned out because there was a lot happening uh, over the weekend, but 
uh, down towards the bottom, I have links to both the auction and uh, if you want to, don't want to actually buy any merch but want to give directly, uh, there's a link there to donate. Wonderful. For, uh, for Masashi Takeda and his family. Donate or buy some shit. Yeah, so I, I do wonder what uh, Atticus Kogar gave because I might be looking into that one. Uh, quick curling update before we move on. Uh, USA men's team defeat Denmark 7-5. to five. They are off to the semifinals. So uh, medals for the for the americans you love to see it there you go uh we then go backstage uh for the young bucks adam cole and red dragon and boy these promos are getting real samey at this point yeah um i mean this one was really interesting because of how it finished like we kind of knew what everyone was kind of feeling but then to get that actual visual of uh the bucks walking one way red dragon walking the other and adam cole literally not knowing which way to go uh that sort of heavy-handed visualization of of you know adam cole's thought press i, I thought was good yeah but uh i mean we're gonna see i, I mean I, one, one of those two teams have to fucking make it in or they just both fuck each other out of it my thought is that both those teams make it in and that's your three-way right now my thought is uh, the Bucks win one battle royal. Red Dragon wins the other, and it's the Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, Jurassic. Jurassic Express is your three way tag title match. You really think so? That's where they, I think we're going. When they keep yes. bubbling up with uh, when they keep bubbling up with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I think Santana and Ortiz are the guys you want chasing whatever heels end up with that belt. Mm, so you don't predict a, a very long run for Jurassic Express then. No, I think Jurassic Express are losing these belts uh, at Revolution. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's why I think that's why it's a triple threat. But yeah, no, I think they're losing these belts at Revolution for sure. Hmm. Okay. Uh, our fourth match of the evening: Thunder Rosa contra Mercedes Martinez. Uh, no DQ match. Love the Kill Bill gear on Thunder Rosa. Yeah, it's great. She posted it earlier, and I thought it was just cosplay. I didn't know she was wearing it to the ring. It was cool as fuck. Well, I mean, the last time she did that when she was doing the uh, the the uh, the the Laura X twenty three cosplay, you know, yeah, the X twenty three Wolverine just, cosplay. So I'm just happy that Julia Hart wasn't around while uh, Thunder Rosa was wandering around in the Kill Bill gear. She might get the wrong idea and snatch her other eye out. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> uh, boy, that was kind of a wobbly uh, guardrail. That Oh, Thunder man, Rosa. yeah. So <laughs> Thunder Rosa does an awesome splash off a guardrail into like one of the entrance aisles on the Mercedes. But that guardrail, a little bit wobbly, a uh, uh, eagle-eyed fan uh, helped uh, Rosa stabilize. So shout out to that person yeah. for helping Rosa kind of get stabilized there. And shout out to Rosa for keeping her balance and still executing that splash. What a fucking match! Yeah, th- this was a great garbage match. I, I love spectacular, this match. I, like I, literally a garbage match because the Mar- Mercedes ended up in a trash can at one point. You know, I, I'm telling you, Thunder Rosa excels at these matches. She oh, she ex- certainly does. She gets it. She understands like the psychology of like the extracurricular wrestling match. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if we're gonna see. I mean, well, okay, never mind. I guess we have seen actually seen Thunder Rosa in a death match. You know that that the lights out match. So the lights out match was about as close to a, like a death match as you're going to get. Although Rosa does work in GCW now, so yeah, uh, she, never yeah, say never. Yeah, she's the coolest member of the Second Gear crew, bar none. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you know, uh, it's, like it's never say never to Thunder Rosa having a death match proper. Oh boy. Uh respect was shown after the match and uh afterward which brings out uh you know Dr. Britt Baker DMD DMD 
Uh, closer that time. Rebel close. and, and Jimmy Hader. Cobra Kai dude also at ringside. Uh, uh, Britt Baker Goon attack both of them. Britt Baker Goon, love that. Uh, yeah, I so they, Everybody's they start with the Rosa attack, and then uh, Britt goes to hand the pipe over to Mercedes, tells her, you know, finish Rosa off. Mercedes hesitates, and during that hesitation, Jamie Hader attacks Mercedes from behind. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're on. Yeah, we're on. So I uh, guarantee we're going to get at least one uh, Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez versus uh, Britt Baker and partner of your choice match. It, it'll be Jamie Hayter. It'll be Britt and Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Most Rebel's likely. not wrestling in that one. Most likely. Uh, we then uh, get a uh, kind of a, another rambly uh, House of Black promo with, uh, you know, tarot cards. Yeah, this was one that my uh, my girlfriend referred to as goth drill tweets. <laughs> I thought was very good. <laughs> That's good. That is good. Yes, he he certainly did say words, and they came together to to have meaning, maybe possibly. All this culminating to it looks like there's another person joining. He looks to be a white guy with a beard, uh, which could be one of like seven thousand professional wrestlers. <laughs> right. Um, Any? Who are your thoughts? Who do you got? I, you know, I couldn't even begin to guess at this point. So. The the phrase that he's he's thrown the term justice around a couple times, right? Which is interesting. Makes me think Matthew Justice is a guy that could that could be uh, on that slate. Ooh, but would he be leaving GCW for that? Because I mean, he uh, GCW guys don't have only one wrestler has a contract at GCW. Oh, that GCW. much is true. That much is His true. His name is Nick Gage. You can you can wrestle anywhere you want if you're a GCW. Person. That's true. Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking it might be. Remember, whatever happened to America's favorite cop? dick justice other than the fact that everybody hates cops now uh i mean i don't know uh the super cop dick justice yeah i, I the whatever the silhouette was i don't think was the right frame i know i've seen a couple <laughs> windham rotunda references this might be an interesting place to bring in windham so i guess that's uh, that's the spit of a stretch i feel like windham is a bigger star than being a secondary player to to, to, to to tommy end yeah but you know yeah i feel like if you're bringing in windham you're bringing him in for something bigger than that but I, I'm sure we'll probably find out by next week. They, whenever they do this, like they didn't wait a whole long uh, time for to bring us Brody King, right? So that's true. I got a feeling we're going to know sooner than later. And then we got somebody else who could fit that mold, uh, but will not be because you know he he he's under a bigger contract than 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 that. Uh, Jay White cutting his first yes. promo on uh, on AEW programming, where he he, he demands that all the AEW fans thank him for running Kenny Omega out of. <laughs> Japan. This is pretty good. Uh, he said, you know, basically without me being so, so, so good and, you know, making all your favorites, uh, you know, turn tail and run back to the States, you would never get AEW in the first place. Jay White, and, I'm uh, telling you, Jay White. He's is, not wrong necessarily. Jay White is on another fucking level as far as heel work. I mean, he, I'm excited to see what he does specifically at AEW and so far, so good. I think one of my favorite things I ever saw Jay White do was at that Warrior Wrestling show when uh, he was going around uh, to the crowd, you know, in, in the front row and everybody was trying to sweet him and he's just two-sweeting himself in front of him. Like, ah, yeah, that rocks. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's the Jay that's really White. good. That's the Jay White I I absolutely love. You know? <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited to uh, see him on Prime Time Rampage on Friday. Rampage at seven o'clock on Friday. Very exciting stuff. Is, is this where I confess I have only watched one out of the last four episodes of Rampage, mostly because I keep forgetting about it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's Friday night at 10 o'clock at night. So unless you got a DVR or you're around, I get it, man. It's a tough time slot. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I mean, I'm recording it. I just forget about it. <laughs> like, there's, like, other wrestling that I'm I'm going to be watching. And you're missing an and... hour of, I mean, th- you're missing some of the best 45 minutes of wrestling around. I mean, I do think Rampage is a strong, strong show. And, like, what they do different than, especially now, like, uh, recently. Like, so last week we talked about Dynamite being, like, a talky-talky episode. Rampage was all killer, no filler. Rampage was just all wrestling. And it was great. Yeah, it was I, a really nice uh, uh, change of pace. And I'm, I'm guessing based on the makeup of the card for this Friday, it's going to be a lot of the same thing. It, it, I, however, I do have to take issue with the fact that uh, there was no Rapongi Vice theme on Rampage. No, there was not. And, oh, yeah, there wasn't, was there? Yep. I'm sorry. That, that, we gotta, we gotta make. I mean, they, they played it a, before, so that is a non-negotiable with me. They I'm have sorry. played Rapongi Vice on AEW programming before, so oh, I don't know yes, what the deal they is have. there. I don't know either. Probably just because they want the Orange Cassidy Pixies music pop. Yeah, maybe. Uh, our main event of the evening: Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen with Steve Stinger for the TNT Championship. Um, there were a lot of ill-advised spots in this match. <laughs> Well, I mean, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara are, you know, ill-advised spot guys. This is kind of what they do. They're young enough to keep doing it. And so I guess, you know, while their bump card still has them, go ahead, boys. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was some shit on this one. It was wild. Uh, this one, of course, yeah, Andrade, El Idolo, and Jose show up to interfere in the match. Uh, leading to the finish, Sammy Guevara does retain the TNT title. Uh, way to undercut Sammy Guevara, honestly. Really? What do you mean? Like, you know, he, he needed he, he needed Andrade to. Well, you got to. Uh, uh, the idea is, you know, uh, you want to get that tension between Andrade and Darby and also plant the seeds for Andrade being your next champion, because I think that's what's happening. As far as undercutting Sammy, whatever, I don't care, because I think Sammy's losing that belt sooner than later anyway, because, again, we need to get it. The, the, the plan, I think, there is to get that belt to Keith Lee but I don't think Sammy's dropping it to Keith Lee. I think you got to have a heel there first. So uh, my guess is Andrade gets this belt from Sammy sooner than later. And uh, that finishes off uh, with Keith Lee getting it from Andrade. If I'm looking a couple months ahead here. Well, of course, you know, Andrade. I think we're going to have a little bit of hot potato with this belt. Of course, Andrade does technically have the bells because he stole them. after. He is in possession of them currently. So, you know, another classic wrestling trope. Stealing the the heels, stealing the belts. I love I've got your belt. Yeah, that is always a fun. Yeah. Got your belt, got your belt, got your belt. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Something like that as we uh, sign off on this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. You know, there weren't, I mean, there were only five matches on this one. It seems like the promos were, I mean, there were some good, really good matches on this. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I get it. Like we're we're working towards a pay-per-view and a lot of what we're doing is in direct service to the matches that will be on that pay-per-view card. And I understand that. But uh, multiple weeks of uh, dialogue, storyline, heavy stuff without enough wrestling to supplement it can weigh on me pretty fast. And I think while I'm not I, I don't think there's any like outwardly bad content going on right now. I kind of enjoy everything that's happening. It's really more structural than it is anything for me. Like I don't really the structure and the sort of pacing of these shows is a little bit off to me. Like I feel like this show should have started with a match. Like that that like that CM Punk MJF segment didn't have to be the show open. 
I don't know. This is just, again, probably nitpicky, but I try to view these things as, you know, one whole product. And when I view this as like a two hour show, it feels a little disjointed. Yeah, I I think I mean the, at least they they cold opened it, which made it a little more intriguing. I think, but yeah, intriguing is a good word for it. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, I, maybe next week. Yeah, I don't think we need three weeks in a row starting with an opening promo because again, no, th- give me some more be, wrestling. It's gonna be like, very open, yeah, very new. No, you better be like Rampage. Open with the bell ringing, man. Give us some action. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you on that one. Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. You can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Thick Flare. Of course, uh, check out Wrestling Brain uh, every Friday night. We have the Rampage recap this Friday. Very special time and place. We're starting at 8 p.m. since it's right after the 7 p.m. Rampage. And uh, special guest with me, uh, Josh J Zero from the Wednesday night AE Double Dudes program will be my uh, guest co-host, co-pilot for that one. Check that out. And of course, every Monday I'm over there on Wrestling Brain uh, for First Contact. It's at 11 a.m. Eastern. It's the Wrestling Brain morning show. Uh, so come see me there. It's twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. So now, wait a minute. Is that Rampage 7 p.m. Eastern? 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shit, I'm, you know what? Half the time, I'm not even home by 6 p.m. Yeah, it's an early one. On it's, uh, so they're calling it Slam Dunk because it's uh, All-Star yeah, Weekend. So right. it's, it's uh, the lead-in program to the All-Star Friday night episode thingy. I think it's like the Friday nights, I think the Celebrity Game or Skills Challenge or something like that. I thought the Skill Challenges were all on uh, Saturday. Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because so that's the where Friday the Slam Dunk like, contest uh, is. So. so Friday night would be like the Rookies Futures game or the Celebrity Game. Someone or whatever like, yeah, someone like are. that. Someone like that, yeah. So, all right. Uh, some AEW wrestlers on those. I bet you there's a couple. There got to be some AEW. I mean, we know Jade can ball. Jade was a college basketball star. Well, that's true. Uh, where where are they even holding this it this year? Uh, I actually uh, don't know, but we're gonna find out. We're gonna find we out, out of here. live on on the air here. Good thing we have the internet. The internet. 2022 What's NBA All Star Game, Cleveland. They're having a they're having a little beach break, Jeff. <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland again. (laughs) So there you go. We tied it in. Uh, Anyway, uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. uh, Personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Yes, I keep talking about merging them. It still hasn't happened. Give me a fucking break. I got shit to do. Uh, I'm only going to plug once again uh, Alex Colon's. Uh, auction for Masashi Takeda. Go to my blog, uh, strongstylestory.tumblr.com, uh, post or two down, and you will find all the information you need. Or just look up Alex Cologne on Twitter, and because uh, he, he he will be talking about it there as well. Uh, Paul, any last words? Good night, sweet prince. I'll see you down the road. I'll see you down the dusty, dusty roads. <laughs> shut up Paul we'll see you next week